Honk with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We should take a knee for the last three minutes to force this cheap fuck to buy Zoom. Mike knows, like, so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, <laughs> trends. Obama is the actual devil. Crocodile Dundee was cool. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out Untaken Podcast. Shout out to The Buffer. Shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Shout out to friend of the show, Danielle Perez, for being on the new season of Curb. How about that? Thank you for being here. Let's do a show. This episode is kind of a shit show. (laughs) Not... Anyone's fault in particular, but I still have the world's greatest panel. Sean Flannery is back. If you are ever in Chicago, I implore you to go see his Blackout Diary show. One of the best shows, one of the best dudes. And as I was typing this, I just noticed that he posted a few chapters of his book on his website that you can check out. That's what I'm doing as soon as I'm done making this episode. One of the funniest human beings alive, Sean Flannery. Aaron Foster is back by popular demand. The first comedian I met in Chicago, he hooped with Obama and he learned there was a book of presidents. He is a wild card. He's great on this one too. Brady Novak is back. He's been all over your TV. Just a powerhouse of a comedian. He sounds awful on this. He texted me later and say that if I don't win a sound award for podcasts, he will gladly take the blame. Still, one of the best, even though he's sounded better. Mike Wiley is back. First time on the panel for Mike Wiley. The funniest person on Facebook. I'll just say it. Easily the funniest person on Facebook. You can also check him out on Plastered Cast, which is his new podcast. I stood up in his wedding. Last week was an Oops All Chicago episode. Not only is this an Oops All Chicago episode, this is an Oops I Met All of Them in 2004 at the Lion's Den open mic episode. So there will be some references you might not understand. I apologize. Sometimes, and hear me out, the chemistry is too good. So without further ado, here are Sean, Aaron, Brady, and Mike. If you don't already, please hit subscribe. Hello. Hello. You are first. Should I leave? (laughs) (laughs) No, you should stay. I think you're going to know everybody coming. Okay. But I'm not going to tell anybody who's coming. So nobody knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows who's going to be out here? I mean, I can't guarantee that they show up. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's like a comedy show. It's like a comedy show. I booked yeah. it. I curated it is the buzzword, as the kids say now. But Do the kids say things? Yeah, the new thing is to call yourself a curator. If you book something, you You're made... You're a curator now. I mean, you you did make artistic decisions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you're booking, those decisions were not artistic. <laughs> uh, I need a girl... I need <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this guy keeps bothering me. Uh, yeah, 
I gotta put a, I gotta give him a few minutes. Don't leave me alone. Oh yeah. And okay. yeah. it's like okay. a panel yeah. show. I'll ask questions and everybody just discusses and I'll just like edit out the parts that aren't funny. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said Mike Wiley was there. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him say anything. Yeah. Well, I, I had to edit it. <laughs> I'm a curator after all. <laughs> I curated him out of it. Yeah. It was my artistic choice. Hey, what's up guys? Hey. How you doing? Hey, looky look. Uh, it's already the best. Brady, where are you going? <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> He's just going to walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> where are you curating? <laughs> See if I can get a better podcast. <laughs> he walks into another podcast. That would be a hilarious move. Like a, a Johnny Carson Rickles move. You walk into like... <laughs> He's on conversations with Matt Dwyer now. Um, okay, we can. St- I want to start with just a dumb one that I saw on Twitter, just like as we were starting. Pete Davidson dating Kim Kardashian. Is this going to last forever? <laughs> the headline was hilarious because it's yes, like yes, 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 yes. I, I like it when a when a headline. Is this the political stuff you were talking? Yeah, this about? is uh, one of the political <laughs> questions that I was going to hit you with. But I like it when a headline tacitly admits that it's making a mountain out of a molehill. Because I think the the headline was um, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian seen holding hands. Could they be dating? <laughs> there it the one that everybody was seemed to be going crazy about was like Kim visits Pete Davidson's New York. And people were like, Pete Davidson's New York. He's got his own New York. I guess so. Okay. Here's a Sean. You would I'd know that you would know this one more. I, I, I did want to ask about Facebook meta. You seem like the person who would know this. What the fuck is this? Uh, I just saw screens out grabs of Zuckerberg's face with a barbecue sauce bottle. And it made me hate him. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> It's uh, not just a barbecue sauce bottle. It's Sweet Baby Rain. Sweet with a bottle of s- Sweet Baby I mean, it Rain. It was hilarious that he had it up in his bookshelf holding up books. What is that? <laughs> what is? Why does he have that? Because it's the best barbecue sauce. Did, did you guys watch any of the uh, the video of him and his team announcing the metaverse? No, it's like 80 minutes long. And I was like, I yeah. just assume somebody will tell me what this I is. I just happened to see a meme. So that's all I know about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's. It, I mean, you know, it's pretty crazy. So, like, you know, it's kind of like when Google rebranded itself as Alphabet. It's like the parent I don't company. Even remember that? It, <laughs> yeah, but everyone's going to keep calling Facebook the website you log into. Facebook. I'm going to call it yeah. Comiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I like that. Let's call it Sears Tower. <laughs> yeah, Lakeshore Drive. But what was Pangea. interesting? They, they seem to be. <laughs> They seem to be proposing that like, so they're really big into VR. And then he showed how they would like do a meeting at Facebook, but we would all meet in the VR space where we would have like these avatars where maybe like I'm a robot and Brady is a dragon and maybe you are a version of yourself. And I just, I don't know, that's really odd to me. Wait, if if, if Brady's going to be a dragon and you're going to be what I'm going to be myself. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, that in in the meeting he did, that's what would happen. Like one of his coworkers 
was like a robot. The other one, I can't remember what each person was, but like Mark Zuckerberg was just himself, like in the clothes he was wearing in real life. I know? did see oh, that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get the meaning. Do you think that people are going to be like upset that there's a lack of diversity? Like there's there's not enough dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's, we, I, you know, to me, it's kind of crazy that like we're launching this stuff and apparently people will use it. And we just have no idea how it affects our brains <laughs> to do a meeting in a different body. Yeah. Does this make us sad also? Like, are we just going to like, which one makes us the angriest that you can get like our money from? Well, yeah, I, I would pick an avatar, which would demand the most respect. What would that be? Yeah. What is it? An God. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Unlocking Mark Zuckerberg. Well, I, I think it allows us to speak our minds more if we hide behind <laughs> masks like Slipknot. <laughs> it's a good Iowan reference for me. That's we, right. I feel like we, we, we already talk to each other like assholes on the internet. We act like there's no consequences. What are we going to do when our bodies can hit each other with no consequences and everything? What are we going to do when we look like assholes? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of internet identities. Hey, hey Brady. I should I guess I should have got a drink, huh? <laughs> I think you should. I just came I just came from work. So when I got uh Bridenstine's uh text, I had to stop making money and come hang out with <laughs> Sorry, everybody go to money. Aaron's webcam and watch him do his thing. <laughs> That's all good, man. So what's up? There was kind of ballsy name to call it Meta since they're selling our metadata. Is that did that like run through anybody's head when they did that? It was almost like they called it "fuck you." We do I, I had full confidence they would fuck up the name. Like Zuckerberg <laughs> seems to have no social instincts, like whatsoever. I I honestly thought it could be worse. Like I could see him being something like we're calling it like the ISRON or something like that. Like he just, he has, he doesn't care. Do tech nerds think that he's cool still? I've never met anyone who thinks he's cool. Everyone apologizes for him. Everyone I meet in the tech world apologizes. And they say, we're not all him, believe us. (laughs) But does he have like a cult of personality about? No, I don't think, like Elon Musk does, but I don't think Mark uh, Zuckerberg does. I've heard he's a robot. He's Elon Musk he is hilarious. Be. So like have you notice like Elon Musk has such a tech uh, a cult of personality around him. There's people online like defending billionaires and be like, no, we really shouldn't tax them. It's like, what are you doing, buddy? Like this is the most humiliating stance you could take. Yeah, it's such people are peasants. People are <laughs> <laughs> they want to be dominated by a king. They want decisions made for them. I saw that right before this that Joe Biden went to a climate meeting and just fell asleep uh, sitting there. I saw that he also has a 42% approval rating and most Democrats want somebody else to run in 2024. I think we knew that during the election. Why does everybody (laughs) hate Joe Biden? Why does everybody hate him? That's what I want to know. That's my question. I mean, I think they're going to hate whoever's in charge because at the end of the day, nothing gets done because that's the way the Senate's set up. So then you just blame... And you just vote out whoever's in charge because you didn't like that they didn't get anything done. But the next person is going to get anything done, I, in, you know, either. Yeah, like that Gre- Greta said, you you 
all you politicians here at UN are speaking, or Glasgow are speaking a good game, but you've said it every year. We might as well fall asleep because that's really how we feel about it now. Boy, that, you know, why does Greta rub me the wrong way? Because she's a kid? Probably. Yeah, kids are off limits. And they and that's why they throw her out there because they know that you can't, you can't make fun of kids. She's very easy to make fun of. <laughs> Is she almost an adult? When can we make fun of her? <laughs> like a like a Britney Spears countdown clock, yeah. but for when yeah. you can make fun of <laughs> when she's of legal age to get made fun of. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've already got those memes set up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till the Olsen Boom. twins are eighteen. <laughs> I'll pay extra for on my avatar. If you're talking to me as a dragon, I still get to ignore you because I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh aaron did you see jay-z at the rock and roll hall of fame i i did uh, only on facebook and other stuff like that but i was actually in cleveland during that time i was actually in cleveland saturday you and Chappelle were there huh no <laughs> mm-hmm. i was there and they were at the hall of uh hall of fame <laughs> Dump comedies. Well, I won't call it a dump. It was a, a good job. It was a little small comedy club. <laughs> what is going we, on? Aaron don't want people to know he was with Chappelle. <laughs> you, you're right, man. But y'all trying to mess it up for me. He wants he wants to be booked at those dump comedy places. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Aaron was Aaron was canceled years ago and has to play those <laughs> those places. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you're joking, but it's probably the truth. So. <laughs> I don't know any specifics. I never uh, adjust my um, frame of mind to coddle motherfuckers, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was it. I probably am canceled from a lot of shit. But it's okay. Because I'm going to do those comedy dumps that call me and let me do them. I wanted to see if you thought Jay-Z's hair was cool. Jay-Z is going with a Basquiat haircut of some yeah, sort. Nah. Jay-Z um, can do whatever the fuck he wants to. He gets to suck on Beyonce's titties periodically. So he has, nobody can <laughs> tell him what's cool or what's not cool at this point in the, in the history of, um, you know, of the Eventually world. Eventually sucking on Beyonce's titties will not be cool. <laughs> nah, I'm waiting well, for that day to be, to yeah, happen. Yeah. It's <laughs> still not here. I don't well, know. Uh, I think, I think about, you know, unless she's dead. Which will go with that. <laughs> exactly. That's that's Mike, the you win. <laughs> and on that one, Mike. <laughs> and I, but I, would, I if if it were legal, I would fondle a eighty-five year old Beyonce's titties. Let's just put that on the record. Well, because you'll legal. be because you'll yeah. be a hundred and fifty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <do> it. <laughs> if if I can get it done, I will get it done. You gotta have dreams, Aaron. I, I trooper through that one. I'm 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 a soldier. I was just gonna say that's why you suck on them periodically because it doesn't get too old too quick. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, when Jess and I, you know, in Chicago, when you have your first kid, you have to go to like these mandatory parental training things, and it was like run by the most <laughs> awkward guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, like it's you it's have to. Cute. I'm sorry, I don't you know about this. You have yeah, to go. At, at Lurie's Children's Hospital, you had to attend, like, they teach you infant CPR. Uh, they teach you, like, the basics of breastfeeding. Um, they teach you, like, how to recognize high-risk. Will you tell me the name again? 
Lurie's Children's Lurie's Hospital. Hospital. Andy Lurie? Andy Lurie's River of Porn uh, Children's <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> Nobody but you guys will get that reference, which <laughs> makes it more fun. <laughs> but I remember uh, the dude uh, speaking to Brady's point about how you Really long emails about Dave Odd every time I... <laughs> Should I just keep doing? I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm sorry I had that. That was the last Andy Lurie. We're having fun. But that uh, he claimed stuff is going to be aired. He he was not a doctor, but he claimed uh, that Brady's point is accurate and in a good way to fight against uh, breast cancer. He claimed that if the breasts weren't getting enough stimulation, they'd put you into a higher risk category. And his exact phrase was "use them or lose them." <laughs> Are you sure this was a doctor? Uh, I, I had my doubts. <laughs> Did he say tit it or quit it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, when you get a vasectomy, uh, you have to uh, masturbate so often or something, or you have you to do. Yeah, and 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 every time. Why haven't I gotten one of these vasectomies, man? I've been practicing forever. Right. Yeah, I've been practicing for my vasectomy for years. <laughs> every time. There you go. I was gonna say every time one of my friends have got them, they've said exactly that. They've been like twenty-one times in a week. <laughs> man. All my fault. Yeah. So I I had a vasectomy, and they tell you that they're like twenty-one times in a week. Well, no, it's so many. So the thing is, like, you don't start shooting blanks until enough ejaculate has already left after the operation. And it's like something like I can't remember what it is. It's like you got to cleanse the palate. Yeah. And then uh, the doctor will. It's ask like you, it's like a hose when you like hold. Yeah, it, yeah. it basically is. You got to like ring out right. the. You got to ring out yeah. the towel. <laughs> Walk it out, boys. Keep walking it out, boys. <laughs> you don't have to stay here, but. <laughs> but every, go home. everyone i everyone i know who's had a vasectomy has told me they're like the doctor has like basically asked them so you you may, you have to make an appointment to go back into the office and you, you jerk off into a cup and they tell you if you're shooting blanks or not and then they go okay how how far into the future do we think uh, we should schedule it like when do you think you'll have reached that many like ejaculations and every guy i know who's had one gives the answer and the doctor goes that soon like every time like and it's like i've like, been working with men for 30 for years how are you still surprised like, <laughs> hold my beer <laughs> it's full of cum. <laughs> my sister my sister told my brother-in-law one time she goes i can't believe i've never caught you <laughs> but she found out how many times and when my therapist goes it should be two to three times a week i'm like you're not there's not enough men that know that i didn't know that. wait a second that's sure. the normal amount that's the normal amount two and that to three times a week yeah and that way you'll still want to have sex with your spouse and stuff you know it'll be good oh, oh so there's a catch oh so, so yeah. any more than that you're kind of like ah, i'm not feeling it yeah but, uh, right you're desensitized from all the sick filth that you are watching. <laughs> no, that, is, that is it. Like two to three times. That's that's yeah. the healthy average, and none of us knew that. I never knew that. You know, no one they tells don't. you that. No, no. You're learning important things here on the show this week. Uh, I'm learning a lot too. 
two to three I'm times got, a week to be healthy. I've got Pornhub minimized on my uh, screen here. <laughs> <laughs> I've done two to three since the start of this podcast. Right, yeah. How long is a week? <laughs> All your avatars are porno to me. <laughs> I got a dragon with boobs. <laughs> Define a week. Okay, comedy question. Mort Saul died. Did anybody did anybody follow his career? I was curious. He was the guy that would read the newspaper. He would read the newspaper on stage. Yeah, they say he's the first like modern comedian pre Lenny Bruce. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like I I tried to watch a few clips way back when, and you know, like comedy doesn't age that well. Not even a little. Yeah. And when you're that topical, like he would actually read the newspaper, so it'd just be like, "What's going on in 1961?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I, I couldn't get into it. I could see how at the time it was probably very groundbreaking. Though. Khalil used to read the newspaper <laughs> at the Lions Den. <laughs> Is that true? He has an actual comedy club. It's like a small little comedy what? club on the north side. Is that of one of those dumps you were talking about performing at? It's called the Red, it's called the red, red Room. That's cool. There, I'm gonna go up to his room, man. Don't don't uh don't make fun of my career, man. I'm <laughs> hey, you're in this dump here with us, so yeah. <laughs> now, y'all know me better than Brian's the sitting in a person. red room right now. I'm in the re- I'm in Khalil's club. I'm in the green the red <laughs> the, the green red room. You, uh, can I tell a really short, uh, funny, fast story about Khalil? Yes. Um, it's for, short, fast, and funny. For for listeners who just to give listeners uh how uh, crazy he is. So he, I was headlining a show at Chicago Joe's, which is one of those like restaurants that has like all. It used to have all what's well, closed now, but it had all kinds of crazy shit on the walls. Was that yeah, on Irving Park? It was. Uh, it was like it was on, home of Riot Comedy. Yes, and it was Riot Comedy is where I was at, and I was. Uh, they had me go up last. And Khalil hadn't seen me in a while. <clears throat> and when last time he saw me, I would just started. So he was like flabbergasted that they had me go up last. And uh, at one point. So I he think, thought he was better than you. That's what you're telling us. Well, Khalil <laughs> thinks he's better than everyone, though. Like, like, so, like that, that'll never change, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I lose my footing and I hit the wall in this like giant swordfish. Like, kind oh, of yeah. With it. And yeah. I joke, I'm like, oh, man, wouldn't that be a hilarious way of, to die? Like if it impaled me and then i continue with my set and like the whole set goes well khalil comes up to me afterwards he's like man you've gotten better but you still don't have the right instincts he's like you gotta end on that sword joke the swordfish joke is is your best joke and i'm like what do you mean end on that he's like that should always be your closer i'm like khalil it requires i perform (laughs) under a swordfish (laughs) yes yeah yeah by the swordfish. Do you know, I hate to do this, but do you know the Kumail Khalil, Khalil Azar Uzman story? Oh, that no, is, I didn't know, yeah, tell the I story, didn't know that's a Azar great story. Please let me hear that. <laughs> so Azar has a gig with a Pakistani doctor that he can't do. He gives it to Kumail, Kumail agrees to it, but then Kumail can't do it. And they're like, we, we want a Muslim comedian. We want a brown person at to be the comedian and there was one left. And so Kumail (laughs) tells, gives Khalil this show and he's like, you have to be clean. It's at a doctor's house. You have to be clean. And Khalil's like, is ball sack clean? 
And Kumail's like, dude. Some of ours are. (laughs) If you're jerking up enough. (laughs) He's like, dude, if you if you have to ask me, just use your best judgment, man. Like so after the show, uh Kumail texts Khalil and is like, How did it go? And Khalil's like, Okay, I guess. And then he gets this like frantic phone call from Uzar being like, what the fuck was that dude? Khalil apparently swore me, called somebody a bitch immediately. He wouldn't leave the stage, which was performing in front of a doctor's fireplace. And they had to pick him up and physically throw him out like jazz and fucking fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Damn. He should have said scrotum. It was a doctor. <laughs> Mine was, uh, I've lived in LA for a year and, and I don't, I know him a little bit from Chicago, but I mean, you know, (laughs) and he comes up to me and goes, um, get me a career. Like, get me the people. (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays he would say, curate me a career. Curate me a career. (laughs) Hang on here. I saw Will Ferrell turn down $20 million to be an elf too. Do you say I respect him as an artist or what an idiot? I, you know, I, I mean, wonder if it's even true though. Cause James Conn always claimed he turned it down cause he hated John uh, Favreau. Favreau or yeah. James Conn turned down elf too. No, James Conn was pissed cause James Conn <laughs> wanted to do it. Scott Conn turned it down. Mm. <laughs> Well, so Shaka Khan turned it down. (laughs) (laughs) You never think about that till it happens. (laughs) James Khan, Scott Khan, Shaka Khan. Wrath of Khan turned it down. <laughs> Sean Tanner, you're saying James Conn is saying Will Ferrell doesn't like Favreau or James Conn doesn't like Favreau? No, I read an inter- interview years ago yeah. um, where James Conn said, oh, this movie is going to like resurrect my career financially. It's going to be a franchise. It's so popular. And he was pissed that Elf 2 didn't get made because Will Ferrell refused to work. So John... Favreau's contract said they can't make a sequel without him being the director and producer. And uh, it also contractually, Will Ferrell had to be the star and Will Ferrell didn't want to work with him. That's what James Conn said. I have no idea how true it was. That's that's what I hear too. I hear that Will Ferrell wanted it to be an adult movie and like a bad Santa and Favreau fought him every day and was like, nope, it's a kid's movie. And so when it came to this big kid's movie, I think it made the relationship even worse. In conclusion, Will Ferrell's an idiot for turning down. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, but here's the thing: is like when you're Will Ferrell, it's like, who, like, oh, more money. Like, who gives a fuck? That's right? annoying. Uh, you're, the fact that you house doesn't want nice clothes is that what you're saying, Will? You're, you're, you can't afford nice clothes right now. You're saying your wife doesn't have taste. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> that's Use them or lose them, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Sean, Aaron, Brady, and Mike. If you haven't already, please hit subscribe. There's still more show, but if you want video of this panel and like 78 other panels from other shows with me, that is on the show's Patreon, patreon.com 
forward slash Brido, B-R-I-D-O. You can join the show's Patreon just like Patrick B. Powski and Mark W. did this week. I've enjoyed chatting with both of them all week. See? I give you preferential treatment. You can submit questions to the panel. There are World Series reviews, 1903 to 1960. I also posted my 38th Chicago Comedy History Project bonus show this week with Brian Petrovka. Some of you have messaged me about the Drunken Santa Claus story. I think friend of the show Matt Bronger also told it recently on his podcast. Well, Petrovka was the Drunken Santa. He was a lot of other things too, but he was the Drunken Santa. We tell that story. We tell a ton more. He also has a SoundCloud album you can stream called Ossifer Beyond the Farthest Wall. I promised him I would plug it. He's a man of many talents. Brian Petrovka. If you want to support the show, that's where you go. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. Do I need money? Yes. I told you that my water heater broke last week. I've been taking cold showers all week. Can't be good for your pee-pee. If you want even more of me, I'm doing Power Moves with Mike Burns again this week. You should check it out. All right, we'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa, my beloved home state. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape. Learn from black belt instructor and bona fide hunk JJ motherfucking bar. He's been on the podcast. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go Plata. The fuck out of life until it taps. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just tell them Brido sent you. What's the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content each week against each other to determine who's the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins, and at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-barred cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including me, your boy Brido, to help them decide the winner's tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves as they keep their passion for film and TV alive during the podcast. Tony is a film nerd, Joel's a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast anywhere you download your podcasts. Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike, or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> These guys fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those two fuck nonstop. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Sean, Aaron, Brady, and Mike. If we've gotten this far and you haven't already, please hit subscribe. Trump was at the World Series doing the chop, and I was just like, uh, this is, it's, you gotta stop doing the chop, right? Oh my god. I think we've, yeah. As a Chiefs fan, yes, we need to stop doing the chop. Yeah, it's totally inappropriate. I mean, I'm in, I was a Cleveland Indians fan, they're now renamed, but we never did the chop. 
<laughs> you guys were like the good, good, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> good enough with the Wahoo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just think it's funny that he showed up. I don't know how to explain this. That he showed up to do the enthusiastic racism. That is his job. Is this speed round? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. <clears throat> I wanted for speed round for to see who had the who could adjust their camera the loudest. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Tell him what he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason why we're talking about television shows? Because I've discovered. Uh, dope sick. I discovered the internet. Would you? Dope would sick. you just? Dope sick is good. Yeah, dope sick. What's that Have one on? Seen? It's on uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's about uh, the. You know that um, pill, uh, oxycotton. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good too, man. Um, is it Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael Keaton is the pretty much the star. You know, if you want to talk about artistic and acting art, he's the guy that went through the story. Former stand-up <laughs> comedian Michael Keaton. Was he a stand-up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John Lovitz stole uh, That's the Ticket from him. He used to go on, he was Michael Douglas, that was his name, before Michael Keaton. And he, he went on, he was like, uh, he goes, you know, you, I watch these old mafia movies and the liars are always so bad. They're always like, uh, hey, Timmy, were you at the gas station? No, no, I was at uh, Billy's house. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. I was at Billy's house. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And then Lovitz goes and auditions for Silent Live using that bit. <clears throat> Damn. Wow. That is a great story, though. Yeah, well, I think Keaton's doing all right for himself, despite not Everyone, having that dream. Yeah, he's Batman uh, again. Uh, right next to Cleels. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did anybody watch Ted Lasso? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen it. When, Five years When Mitt Romney dressed up as Ted Lasso, were you kind of like, well, this shit's over? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was Ted Lasso done right. Oh. Uh, 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 always happy, winning things by just being positive. And then Ted Lasso comes along and America's like, finally a white male. We can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people like his white maleness. Yeah, that's uh, that's the ticket. I'll have to look him up. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt periodically, but I thought I'd never be able to say that in public. Um, this ain't public. Well, yeah, I guess. Why did you so, think you couldn't say it in public? Um, it's kind of a girly show, you know, and I'm kind of a I'm not. You're like a manly guy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was I wasn't even watching it with a girlfriend. That was the sad part about my life. It, yeah, it was just on the background while he was ironing his clothes. Foster, Foster, you made me think. Yesterday was Halloween. I want to know how many uh, Halloween-related. I don't know if it's. I should call it conspiracies or supernatural phenomenon you believe in. Do well, you? Don't say I believe in them just because I know them and I'll espouse. Well, that's what I'm asking. Right. I know uh, what I know what a Bigfoot don't is. Don't say he believes in them just because they're true. Okay, fine. How many do you know are true? Uh, Halloween, Halloween. How about, we would have to how about ghosts? About are you, where are you on oh, ghosts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I've personally had an ex, uh, experience with what I think are ghosts. 
um, the building I grew up in was moved on the south side from one location to another location. I found houses out. don't move by themselves. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, Mike. <laughs> we know you ain't been on stage for. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So uh, it was moved. The building was moved on from... top of an old Indian burial mound. Well, three, four kids were killed in a fire in the building before we got it, and so. When I was three, my parent, my grand, my mother tells a story of where she opened a staircase door where I was sitting talking to a little kid. And at times I remember this little kid, dark hair, white boy. We were both like three, two or three. And so. And he was a ghost? Well, I mean, either I had a hell of an imagination at two or three. Or it was a, or, or it was a possibility that the shit was real. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna um, bet on it, but it was very. <laughs> and then I had a separate circumstance where my room had got unreasonably hot, and I was half in and out of a dream, and I think I saw this kid and his sister. The same kid. Yeah. And I was older at this time. I was probably about 23. Because you're still a kid. The kid was a dead kid. Yeah, he was. He didn't, yeah. he didn't, he didn't grow up as a ghost? No, no. But you stay, you this stay. is all in dream state. It's all in dream state. So I don't know if, you know, I mean, well, can you say it's true? Can you not say it true? You know, do we just let it be a good story? That's how I like to walk them. Do you, uh, so like Foster, if you were living in that house still and you thought it might be haunted, would you move? I, um, nah, I wouldn't be afraid of anything like that because I don't, I'm not afraid of it hurting me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe in the, you know, the television versions of, um, ghosts, you know, like they'll throw shit at you or like the entity. Y'all remember that old movie, the entity where the ghost was fucking the lady? It happens in Ghostbusters. It happens in Ghostbusters. Yep. Well, you know, um, I don't personally. Personally, I'm pretty sure the ghost don't want to fuck me, so I'm not gonna be scared. <laughs> uh, I, I've never. I would move afraid. if the ghost didn't want to fuck me. Now, I've had uh, I've had some weird feelings. You know, like when, right before you turn off the lights, you you know that type of feeling. Um, that something's under the bed feeling before in my life so i that comes from somewhere it's probably an internal anxiety but it has some origin i'm not i'm not one to believe i know everything that's the difference so i wouldn't say they don't exist what i've what i've been explained before in listening and conversations that explore this stuff is that we're all living in a multi-layered dimension and we're walking through different dimensions at times you know, um, is it real or is it fake? I don't know. I can't, I, I won't ever um, put a, you know, put a period at the end of that and say, yes, I know it. If you found out you could go to another dimension and haunt the shit out of a family, would you? Haunt them? <laughs> uh, I'd probably be a pervert and go look at a couple <laughs> girls. <I know. laughs> it's not perverted if it's in another universe. Yeah, we right. don't know the social norms <laughs> over there. Yeah. 
go look at her, take her bra off type stuff. Yeah. But uh, so w- w- one of the reasons why I asked you that, Foster, is I this might be I'd like to get your guys' feedback on this. So in Chicago, I don't know if you saw the headline, Foster, but uh, like two weeks ago, they identified who was one of the victims of John Wayne Gacy through uh, genealogy mixed yeah. in with DNA. Yeah. So I just I, they, they always put the address of his house, which is out near O'Hare, whenever they, yep. they list it. And then, you know, I'm just one of those people. I always Google the address, see what it looks like today. It was fully rebuilt. And then Zello had the, the price. It just sold uh, within the last few months. And it's funny because Zello has the estimate and the estimate was like $600,000 and it only sold for four ninety nine. And yeah. Zello's like, we don't know what the deal is because it doesn't know <laughs> 45 people died there. But I was thinking like, I don't feel that's a significant enough savings to live in John Wayne Gacy's house. Yeah, it's, hey, I'm, it's, with you. I'm with you on even that. Even if you don't believe in ghosts or anything, like I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in any of that, but it's just every guest who ever enters your house is going to want to talk about that. Like it is such a conversation. Yeah, like they I feel I feel you can make money though off tourism. They bulldoze make money in that way. I mean, like that destroyed so many families. Like I, I would have ethical problems making money. You would, that. but other people. Patty <laughs> Vasquez's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I, I found that out too. That was so bizarre. Patty Patty Vasquez, the comedian, her brother was murdered by John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. 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 I found that out. Yo. Big story. We didn't know. We didn't know but, that history. Brady, who was the Brady? Wasn't the the BSD killer for Kansas City? What was that guy's name? The uh, let's say he was from Kansas City. If you if you were if you were to gonna buy his house, how much of a savings would you have to have to buy a serial killer's house? What a parent! Like you know the, the, the no, I, I you know like couldn't do tore, it. They tore OJ's house. They just down. they leveled OJ's house. Even when the murders don't even happen in the house, they usually turn the tear the house down. I wouldn't I, want to even own the property though. OJ didn't do it. No. I <laughs> well, somebody got somebody no, got killed there. But I'm saying even OJ's. Nobody house. got killed at that would OJ's be, house. So Foster, what you should do is you should buy that property and you should open up a museum. Of like like the museum of ridiculous defenses, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was. Would you, would you buy a uh, Sean Flannery? Would you buy a murderer's house? And, and if that, even if the murders happened in the actual foundation, like John Wayne, I Gacy, would not. I would not. You wouldn't in the foundation. I wouldn't do I think, it. Just... I think you guys are forgetting about American history. I think we're probably yes. all on you know, some kind of Indian burial. Yes. Or, yes. Again, murder scene anyway so why is this even you know foster that's not a conversation i can have with my wife where i'm like yeah listen (laughs) jeffrey Dahmer killed an eight ten people here but you know think about what the settlers did Uh, (laughs) i don't know sean i don't know your wife very well but if she was like hey we could live in this house for 85 dollars I'm sure she would change her fucking Yeah, value. everybody's everybody's got a price. Think about the perfect neighborhood that you'd want to live in. And if you right. could Also, I'm sure we've lived in apartments where people have died in it too. Exactly. That's what I just said. Yeah, and how is it different how they die if they die of a murder versus die of being a hundred years old? Like is it well, different? We seem to all Sometimes people murder hundred year olds. We're all okay with genocide to Aaron's point. <clears throat> 
Yeah. So, you know, every I, 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 think I, of all the dinosaur bones we're standing I'm not there. trying to be a spoil sport to your theory. <laughs> An gone. asteroid just wiped out. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. there's T Rex ghosts in my house. Oh my god, no one ever talks about T Rex ghosts. Right. <laughs> Where are the T Rex ghosts? I'm not sure what you're drinking there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I'm how Deloach Pinot Noir? <laughs> not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. What? <laughs> but if you drink that wine, you'll see T Rex ghosts. <laughs> Flannery, if you wouldn't buy a house that people were murdered in, is that because you believe in ghosts or because? No, I don't. I I, w- I would only I would not buy a house that was where a famous m- murder happened. Because of looky because it's on everyone's mind, but I don't give a shit about ghosts or any of that. Other. I don't believe in ghosts, and I wouldn't care if it was just like the previous owner died in the house. Don't care. Would you say that you ain't afraid of no ghosts? <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Um, do you want to do, do you guys, how about any other Halloween stuff fostered? I just back to you for a second. You, you were okay with ghosts. Uh, how about, how about any other sort of monster situation? Werewolf, zombie, <laughs> mummy. I do, think that, I do think that there are people out here that are like energy vampires, man. You know what I mean? Like you go around somebody and their energy is so fucked up that you end up just kind of feeling down because you're in their presence, sort of like what Mike is doing to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm just fucking with you, Mike. You, my man. <laughs> There's two mics. It could have been either one of those. Yeah. Halloween is just really a cool ass time to dress up. I don't buy into you know too buy into it too far. The uh, Day of the Dead and all that. It's like um you know folklore from other countries they said actually i saw a thing that said halloween came from ireland oh that's interesting a large amount of the customs i saw something like that and i was surprised flanner you're our irish correspondent is it is it uh is it an irish yeah i think there was like a it was like a celtic like harvest tradition but it it wasn't anywhere and then like they borrowed bits and pieces of that when it came over to north america but I, I think the way we currently celebrate it is actually closer to like almost like how mexico cel- celebrates it I oh feel. yeah but i don't know like i don't really know much about the history i gotta say this because i mean how many times you're gonna have somebody on that has this connection but that um that Derek waters show on comedy central drunken history they they the american version to where i was born which is hiawatha kansas which has three thousand people but this lady, Hiawaska, Kansas, Hiawatha, and this this woman Krebs, who I went with to, to school with her great granddaughter, she kept getting her pumpkins smashed in her in her garden. So she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have a parade," and so and she gave them candy if they dressed up, and so she would give them candy if they didn't smash their her pumpkins. Oh wow. Uh, and so, and then it, and then it turned <laughs> when I was a kid, and it was like it's great today. That's almost like how like the mob made its money. Like you know, <laughs> like be a shame if something happened to your store. You know, 
what happened to your pumpkins? Used tools, yeah. used tools give us a couple dollars and nothing happens to your pumpkins. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks SNL, for the most part, it's terrible, but it's getting better than it was? Um, or am I missing? No, has its ups and downs. Well, the, your problem is that you've done comedy and seen comedy for decades. And so probably if you did porno that whole time, if you watched two people have missionary sex, you wouldn't be that excited by it either. I love I, I mean, I, I, okay, I'll accept that definition, but I'm not the only one who says this. So you, so you would, uh, so Mike, Mike Bridenstine, you would actually say, if you were to give SNL a score in the seventies of one to a one hundred, and then give it each decade one to one hundred, what would these? I think everybody likes SNL the most when they were in high school. So for me, SNL was the best in the 90s with Farley and Adam Sandler. And then like a little bit later with Will Ferrell and and like with Norm MacDonald. I go back and watch those 70s, like 75, 76, like the early cast. And it's unwatchable now just because comedy doesn't really stand up. It's topical humor. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about with Gerald Ford and shit. Like Gerald Ford slipped on a plane. I don't know that reference. I wasn't even alive. So it's like none of it makes sense to me. One of the commercials, one of their joke commercials is for a razor blade with three blades. Like (laughs) they're like, you'll believe anything. I get it. So what would you, you would give that one out of a hundred. You give it a 65. It's, it's, I don't know. I I guess that was probably the best. It's, you know, the it's John Belushi and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and all the classic stuff that came later. The Eddie Murphy years were terrible. Like absolutely yeah. terrible. Every, everyone everyone yeah, everyone agrees like around that. So you're saying Gumby, the Gumby jokes were terrible. You're saying the James Brown imitation was terrible. No, I'm saying he was the only good part of a show that mostly had Joe Piscopo and you know that sort of thing. I, I mean, I'm Even not, Joe I'm, Piscopo quit comedy. I'm not battling you on that stuff. I just want to see your perspective because it's, yeah, I think that I think yeah, it was, I think it's terrible, man. I mean, now it's getting better because one, I know Chris Red and I can see him and go, oh, I know that dude. And then uh, that Keenan and Kale dude is actually the only one carrying the shit. He's been there forever. I'm pretty sure he's fucking fighting tooth and nail to have any laughter in the fucking uh, skits that they create because some of them are so terrible. I'm almost vomiting watching that shit. And it got better from the first parts of like 2000 to uh, to 2006. And that shit was just pure vomit once that one lady left that was like uh, doing Sarah Palin. Oh, Tina Fey. After she was gone, that shit was so bad, I would want to fight them motherfuckers, man. I was like, this is bad, dude. That's, that's yeah. gotta be bad if you're gonna fight them. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is horrible. Brady, how about you? You have been in more sketches than the three of us combined. I so. am sick and tired of everyone's <laughs> Everyone thinks SNL is the best when they were kids. SNL sucks now. It sucks. I don't care if I was in high school. It sucks. 
the best SNL years were Adam McKay, head writer, Tina Fey, head writer. Those are your Will Ferrell years. Those are your Molly Shannon years. That was when it was better than ever. And your no, yeah, Adam no, the stuff is a fun guys club, but Harley was like Murphy. They were the by far the funniest people on the shows. So they were they were great to grow up with. But the show was great under Farrell and Molly Shannon. Now, Phil Hartman? The other day, yep. The other day I was um he wasn't funny at all. Phil Hartman did you laugh? Robot repair was funny. I thought Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer was funny when I was a kid. No, no. He, was, Phil Hartman was a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, am glad you said that, Brady, because these guys were looking at me like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Well, and I get that too, Aaron, because I, I t- we have mutual friends where I tell them, I'm like, SNL is like, maybe they should think about write- taking longer than a week to write these sketches. And they're like, no, it's just as bad as it's always been. I'm like, I don't really think so. I think it's, well, it's three year olds trying to carry a show and they can't. I think I think also the acting has gotten better because I remember um, in the early '90s, um, if you, if you watch the sketches, people would act, whereas now it's like, oh, you just see them reading the teleprompters, and it, that just takes you out of it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I and you know what? And I, I hate to say this because it's going to happen at some point, but you go back and Keenan. Uh, mouths the words of the other actors, and there you can see his first, his first six years he did it. And you just have to look off. You just have to look at him anytime he's in the background and he's mouthing the words. Well, people love that like cowbell sketch. The whole thing is almost ruined by Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy show. Fallon does that a lot. He ruined yeah. every sketch he was in. He's almost ruined. And that's what became. That's why he became popular. It's like, oh, he's so funny because, like, oh, everyone's laughing. He's making everyone laugh. But you're ruining the sketch. The person who wrote the sketch, I'm sure, is right. fucking furious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting to know that, like, um, I think that it has some good shit on it. Like, the cast seems exponentially bigger than ever before right now. They have to be bigger. Less talent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. one of the guys is married to Scarlett Johansson. One of them is dating Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is it's got you know, it's it's a certain type of cast. I mean, just recently it's been diverse. But if you weren't a hot white guy or a fat guy, there really wasn't much help. Even bald people, they didn't even hire bald people. They they fired Damn. their funniest person. Uh, uh, Whatever his name is, Lamo from those McKay movies. Like David Ketchner. David Ketchner. Every sketch, and then they fired him because he's bald or whatever stupid reason. Is that right? <laughs> I remember when Brooks Whelan said that uh, a billionaire told, told, had to tell him how to cut his hair every time. Like his hair was regulated by them. Damn. Well, that, that's, that's why it's probably that's probably the core of why it sucks because. That Lauren Michaels dude, his ego has gotten too big, and he wants to control every aspect of everything. And it's it's that's not how you create laughter, man. You can't be that fucking controlling. You make everybody fearful, and then nobody comes up with anything original <clears throat> or anything experimental. 
And then, you know, and then they have probably been a big part of this fearful culture that where it's canceling everybody and that helps them be shitty also. Yep. They to cross a line. They scared that they're going to end up getting canceled. And it's just, you know, I, it, it, it's a it's a struggling fucking show with a cemented set time slot in our history. I wish what? they had because remember, Mad TV was actually kicking their ass. You, you know, know? Adam, Adam Sandler tells people that he's like, you don't want to be making fun of celebrities because you eventually want to be these people. Eventually, Will Ferrell wanted to be a celebrity, you know, and so. I think the SNL people know that. They're like, well, we might as well play it safe now. Well, don't they want to be lampooned by SNL? Isn't that like a feather in your cap unless you're Donald Trump and you can't have anything? There's way too many stories of Steven Seagal cornering writers and being like, are you the one? Are you the one that wrote the sketch? Oh, wow. Man, that's... That that but should you be afraid of that because that's oh, isn't that the whole point where comedians is to make yeah fucking yeah what the fuck are you afraid of this dude boy well know? and that's and that was the downfall of the Simpsons Simpsons used to lampoon the celebrities and then it got to a point where they started to embrace them and have them do have them voice on their show and that's when people like stopped watching them and that's why South them. Park and is still underrated. South Park is still underrated. George Clooney wanted to be on there like, okay, play the dog. <laughs> they did. They did here's the thing is, I think, I think South Park needs to be underrated. Oh, right, right, that's right. What, that's what keeps them, that's what keeps them where they're supposed to be. They need to be like, they need to be, you know, um, like poking at the fucking uh, establishment. Mike's right, but here's, here's the problem. You go, you go try to write for South Park, you have to go to retreat. You go to their house in Denver. You have to take your shoes off. You sit on the floor to eat dinner. They also have become the people they make fun of. Yeah. And I heard that the execs at Comedy Central are all afraid of them. Because they're like the only thing keeping that network afloat, really. (laughs) John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, these people. I mean, they don't know how to run a network. Yeah, their biggest stars do their comedy specials on Netflix. That's right. They don't know how to keep people. Well, um, you brought up some very interesting points there, Mike. And when we go into the long-term conspiratorial conversation, it fits right in there. All right. So there is a dude whose name I I can't remember, but he has he has made the claim that he went back in time through this thing called the chronovisor. Y'all y'all ever heard uh, heard this story before? I am all ears. All right, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right, so uh, his name is Andy Bijago. Andy Bijago. Look him up on YouTube. He claims to have his father worked for the de- um, the Department of Defense and Scott, Saki, Lor, Lor, something like that. Saki. Maki, Paki, Miku? No, no, it's Lockheed <laughs> No, that was Martin. it. <laughs> Lockheed, Lockheed Martin is the name of the company, I think it is. It's a government yeah, yeah. grant-based um, group. He stuck and that he landing, states, yep. He states that they had a program around 67 and his father allowed him to participate in it where they would send 
children as young as seven and below, uh, up like five to seven years old, who ex who uh, exhibited certain traits back in time. All right, he claims that Trump was connected to this through his father, who had who uh, because it was Tesla um, technology. All right, it was Tesla, uh, and so his father Nikola Tesla or Elon Musk. Nick, Nikola Tesla out of the third. Brady's so. like obviously. Brady's like I'm. Brady idea. made a face like I was an idiot for asking that. No, I was no. Obviously, it's the Nikolai. Yeah, Nikolai Tesla. So, um, so according to this dude, and please Google Google this shit, uh, um, Andy Bijago, because the um, he states that Trump. Uh, there was two levels to it. Trump. Donald Trump, since his son or went back, something like that, there was some Trump connection, and that's why his son, uh, Barron, is kind of fucked up because <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> this is true, man. Look at you have to look. You have to listen to this dude talk. But he was saying that the Trump family, for some reason, had this technology, and of course, we all know that. You know, I mean, we could theorize, but. Donald Trump went to the best schools, but we know he was never paying attention. You know what I'm saying? So he would go back and fucking not really do it correctly. And I think um, there's a connection there that I, again, I'm not able to really reiterate it right now. I gotta I look know. this. Yeah, I'll look it up. Baron Trump. No, look up. Uh, well, there's uh, here's here's one of the facts that has something to do with Baron Trump. There's a book that was created in about 1900 that talks about the basically the Trump family and it's the the uh, protagonist is a guy a, a boy named Baron whose father does some shit and all that you can look that up but look up Andy Bajago okay uh time traveler and and you'll see what I'm talking about I just came from fucking your your state Iowa you called it a country rural area <laughs> and they, they believe they really believe in him. They believe that he's the savior. All of them from the one percent having full control over us. That's what uh, they told you in so Iowa. What's wrong with your country, Mike Bridenstine? Listen, they, state. We were talking about Mort Saul earlier. The guy, the the newspaper guy. Yeah. Did you know that JFK had him shut down for making jokes about Kennedy? Or Joseph Kennedy, the his his millionaire father did, and they sh they yeah. got the FBI to shut down the Hungry Eye, like his home club, because he made well, jokes. I can about see it. that. Yeah, no, the Kennedys were powerful. Yeah, but in yeah. but they had power to shut down a club in San Francisco. Yeah, they yeah no whatever made them look bad. Yeah, they they didn't want that coming. That's out. just look at Rosemary Kennedy. That's just wild to me that. Uh, I mean, it's like we kind of lionize Kennedy or treat him like a martyr because the CIA blew his head off. <laughs> but, well, true. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> they just came out with a thing. Yeah, that, we do. Uh, but we knew they were dirty, man. I mean, his father was basically an Irish mob who uh, and all that shit. I think me and Wiley are and, the only people not you don't having think that issues. Was with our computers yeah my phone was acting up yeah it's good now I think. it's fine now i think the, i think the cia heard you and, and got oh, yeah. in there. 
it was a dirty dude, man. A fucking <laughs> nice cats. <laughs> okay, let's plug things. I think that uh, I think no one's shit is working. Your mind isn't working. I don't know. Uh, does anybody? Yeah, no, I hear it's a, it's a mess. Do you want to <laughs> shut us down? We're going down. We must be going down the right rabbit yeah, hole. I think, right yeah, I think. Yeah, don't shut us I down. I think Joseph Kennedy came back from the dead uh, <laughs> to be like, "What are you?" Anybody want to plug anything? It's all good. Man. Anybody got stuff to plug? If you, if uh, people are or Brady says no. Well, well, if we knew who the fuck was watching this, we could, but <laughs> we don't know. Well, who's where are you going? Where are you going to be? Yeah. In L.A. Uh, well, I mean, I have some pretty solid little. No, I'm not coming to L.A. Uh, I'd like to come to L.A., but it just seems so weird, man. It's it fucking so weird. weird. Yeah, there's they got weird shit here. Yeah, I can't smoke weed. You never heard the story when I when I, the last time I smoked weed. I actually do it as a blackout diary story. It's fucking crazy, man. Um, I don't, you know, um, it, it. I don't want to do it like we're talking, and I'm gonna be this hacky dude, like you know, trying to do my joke. <laughs> so, Aaron, I understand that you smoked marijuana. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, what's that show uh, on es.com? Comedian, uh, 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 fucking that guy. What's his name? Yeah, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. Uh, yeah. Show is Comics Unleashed. Comics Unleashed. <laughs> so, Aaron, I understand yeah. you had some problems with marijuana recently. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not going to the bit, but basically, it ends up with me forcing myself to go to sleep so that I can realize where true reality was. And I had a dream about this girl with an enormous clit that looks like a dog dick. That's the ending of the dream. And I have pictures that go with the <laughs> you have pictures of the dream of come on, Mike. I had this dream and I have pictures of it. No, I have, and I if have anybody pictures. asks me if I have pictures of the I'm dream, I'm going to be pissed. No, 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 no. I, I have pictures. I end it because it's a blackout diary. Dog dick I end it with a dog dick. I and end it with pictures of dog dicks. Yeah, exactly. Some have tried to cancel me. And Right. You can't follow so, uh, dog dicks. That's what I've been saying for years. Yeah. yeah. So whoever's <laughs> after you. Hey, I say it's tough to follow. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You got to have a hyena vagina. <laughs> right. It's a tough joke to follow. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> but it, Did you that see Mike Wiley went up with his wolf pussy bit? Right. <laughs> it's actually, a, it's actually uh, a comic. It's actually a comic that his his uh, most of his bits have the phrase yeah. wolf pussy in it. Yeah. Uh, I forget it. what his name it's is. Mike Levovitz talking about my wolf pussy. <laughs> you know, Michael uh, Palisak and his wolf pussy. It bit. was Michael Palisak. <laughs> Michael Palisak had a wolf pussy joke. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> what are you going to do now? Uh, I, think I'm gonna, I think my parents are probably going to take me out to eat. For some wolf pussy. Do you know somebody told me that somebody told me that Pete Holmes curses now? Oh yeah, he's no he's no longer a Christian. What do you think the discount is at Dollar Store? Do you think it's just take it and buy some wolf pussy? (laughs) Yeah, uh, man, what's that dude's name? Willie Lynch. The dude's name is uh, stage name is Willie Lynch. That's the villain and ghost. 
And he uses wolf pussy quite often in his jokes. We used to say that. I use wolf pussy in just day to day life. We know. <laughs> you got a wolf pussy hanging off your chin right now. <laughs> okay. All right. This will be out Friday. Uh, thank you so much I'm for doing something. Oh, yeah. Which, which, what, where's your wolf pussy going to be? Oh, is my audio okay? Is my audio fixed? No. Yeah, you got something? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Uh, I got a podcast called oh, Classic yeah. Cast. We do uh, new episodes every Tuesday anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts goes. All right. Where do you do it? Where do you record it? That place looks cool. We uh, we recorded at uh, James Webb Studio. Oh. James Webb, damn! Yeah. no, he's a big, he's a big deal in Chicago these days. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. how do I know that name? I know that name. I don't know how you know around. that. Name. He was around back when you guys were here. Uh, him and that ball head dude, uh, Mike Wiley. Yeah, not Mike Wiley. It was another not cat. It was cool. Both of them were pretty yeah, cool back in the day. Uh, I forgot what the other dude's name. Jay was. Harris, Jay Warner. No, not Jay Harris. Do Who's you want my wolf pussy? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wait, isn't doesn't it? this meal come with a wolf pussy? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't want her to think I was racist, so I sprinkled some wolf pussy, threw her off my trail. <laughs> I, was, I, was raised, I, was, I was raised by a family of wolf pussies. We always... We always let the other dogs do everything. I heard that. Okay. I heard Uh, that too. We did it. What's the matter with Wolf Pussy Kansas, my hometown? (laughs) Uh, All right. I'll put this out Friday. Thank you, boys, for doing this. Thank you. Bye. Sean, Aaron, Brady, and Mike. Please hit subscribe. I'm going to tag all of them on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. If you don't, do you follow at Hunk with Mike? Do you follow that fucking shit on Instagram? Go follow that. And I will tag them on that. That is the show. Thank you for listening. Specifically you. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Life.